Rejection's actually a really incredible thing because in short, it means that your manifestation is orbiting you and it's so close. And the universe is needing you to do two things, expand and also testing your self-worth, whether it's this or something better. From To Be Magnetic, this is The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. And your host, Jessica Gill. As the leading destination for neural manifestation, we dispel the woo-woo in order to help you create real, tangible results based on neuroplasticity, psychology, epigenetics, and energetics. Our goal is to normalize the practice of manifestation and empower you to get into the driver's seat of your life in order to manifest the experiences, relationships, and things that most align with your authenticity. And by pressing play, the process begins. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Expanded. Jessica here. So if you are listening to this on Friday, September the 15th, I will be in New York City, where Lacey and I are preparing for our first stop on the Magnetic Self Speaking Tour in New York City. We are diving into your blind spots. What is in the way that you might not be able to see that may be blocking your manifestations? We're pulling that back, meeting in community, connecting with everyone. We are sold out of our Los Angeles stop and our Vancouver stop is actually almost sold out as well. So if you wanted to go attend, be sure to grab tickets now. And really fun announcement in case you guys catch this in time. We sold out of our New York City space, but decided to add in a couple more tickets. The venue could hold a little bit more space. So we have a handful of tickets we just opened up that are available. So if you are last minute and wanted to come to New York, make sure to snag those before tomorrow's event. And for anyone who wanted to attend but was unable to or you missed out on tickets, I know a lot of people in Los Angeles are like, wait, is there a wait list? I don't think we can expand the capacity in LA, unfortunately. But if you go to our ticketing page, there's a little email spot at the end. If you are interested in getting this blind spot teaching in another format, let us know. And we're going to try to figure out how to get this out to everyone who is interested. So today's episode, we're really talking about reframing rejection. Rejection can be one of the most painful experiences. And there's a reason for it, especially because as human beings, we are wired for connection for our survival. But how can we reframe rejection? And in this episode, Lacey really teaches on how to utilize the concept and the moment and the energetics of rejection for your benefit in manifestation, how it can really be an incredible space to work with and to up-level when you are faced with rejection. And I actually have one other nuanced component of rejection that I'm gonna share my tip on at the end as well, so stay tuned for that. Okay, enjoy the episode. And now a word from our partners. Did you know that every single time you brush your teeth, you swallow a little bit of your glob of toothpaste and over the course of a week, you're actually swallowing almost an entire blob. 
There is so many additives and preservatives and things that are not necessary for keeping our teeth clean, but are simply in our toothpaste just to stabilize the water and make it a paste form. And so founder of Bite Toothpaste Bits, a few years back invented an incredible toothpaste bite that removes the water and thus removes all the additives. So you have all of the stuff you need for pearly white, beautiful, healthy teeth, and none of the stuff you don't. It is one of the cleanest toothpaste on the market, and it even has nanohydroxypate, which is a natural form of fluoride. So it helps support your teeth, restore your enamel, and help with sensitivity. They are my absolute go-to, and I love that they are so sustainable and compostable. There's no plastic tube to get rid of. Everything is fully recyclable. You can get it on subscription, so you could have the little bites with you. They're so easy to travel with, so you don't need to leave it in your check bag. You can go through security with it. And we have a code where you can receive 20% off your order. Use the code MAGNETIC, all caps, M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C for 20% off. Again, that's code M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C. And you can check out the show notes to find their website and all the incredible products they have to offer and their beautiful pledge to sustainability and how they are working to help the environment. All right, on to the episode. Welcome back, everyone. We have Lacey here today. And there was a big reframe, aha moment, light bulb moment that went off when we were in a monthly check-in live the other week where, Lacey, you were talking about the reframe of ghosting, the reframe of really rejection in manifestation and why it's actually a good thing and why to look at it through this lens. Because really, rejection and ghosting feel like some of the hardest pills to swallow, the hardest tests to face. It's very similar to our envy and expansion reframe, where those we are envious of, we can actually not stew in the envy, but use them for expansion. So how do you see this rejection, ghosting, if we want to pull them apart as two separate things, that works too. But how do you see this working with manifestation? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I think so many of our members don't even know that we do a monthly check-in and so many huge and good teachings happen. It's totally free with your membership. So I just really want to name that. We do it every month. It usually falls somewhere close to a new moon or a full moon totally accidentally, but it's alive between Jessica and I. And like Jessica was saying, I had been getting DMs. I had had a text message all within a week. And I was like, oh, something I really need to cover for this community is ghosting. People are taking this all wrong. Anytime we take something for face value, that's usually the case. But just as Jessica was highlighting in manifestation energetics, something that is really important when you're feeling that trigger of jealousy or envy, I this was something really early on I had to teach this community. Number one, what jealousy means is you're afraid you're going to lose something that you have. Envy means that you desire something that somebody else has, but they seem to stir up very similar emotions. The jealousy piece is obviously unblocking we need to do based on abandonment in childhood and other wounds we've received in childhood, most likely from watching our core caretakers. However, with envy, 
it's like the best thing ever, especially for the people who are like, I can't find any expanders. What Envy is highlighting and showing to you in Manifestation Energetics is that you're literally being presented somebody who's showing you that what they have is possible. You're seeing to believe that this person you're feeling that envy from is, is your expander. And so Similarly with ghosting, I was like, I just need to cut this in half for people right now because everyone's kind of, you know, running with the wrong energy here. Ghosting is actually an incredible gift from the universe. This is the same as when when you receive either ghosting or when you have a test that pops up that's so close to your manifestation list, but doesn't work out. It's a very similar energetic one. You just don't hear from them again. And this can also be applicable in uh, the application process, the interviewing process. It can be applicable in the process of trying to get an apartment or buying a home, all same energetics here. And there's always, we all know that love and money is always connected. This is something we cover a lot. However, just to break this down a little bit further, since we had a little education on this last week, ghosting's happening. There are two things that the universe are doing here. Number one, they are first and foremost showing you, just like the envy analogy, your subconscious doesn't totally see to believe that it's possible to either have or be with, or there's a missing element that it just hasn't ever seen to believe as possible uh, for this, whether it's an opportunity, a love interest, or say, you know, something like a home. And so the universe is literally handing you a little bit of this experience so that you, you expand on a subconscious level to go, this is possible and this is what it feels like and smells like and looks like, okay, the expansion's happening. I have space for this now, for this manifestation to land because we're always manifesting from our subconscious. And if we've never seemed to believe something's possible, since we're literally looping on our limbic subconscious brain, we don't have any space for that manifestation to come through. So that's the one hand, right? When you have this job opportunity, you're at the third interview with the, the main owner or whatever, and then you just never hear from them again. There were two things that were happening in that experience. A, not only were you seeing to believe what that company culture is like, getting to open up the mechanics. I always like to say that with expander work, you're opening up the clock to see how the mechanics work. And then your brain goes, oh, this is it oh, this is possible, that's happening. And then also simultaneously, your confidence is building that you got that far. So it's really this expansion component. Then the second piece of it is, it's also a test. So whenever you're faced with this, opportunity or this person or this object, it's just like so close to your list. And then A, you never hear from them again, or you do, and there's a rejection aspect to it. You're also being tested. So the first part of it is you're being expanded. The second piece is you're being tested to see, are you going to literally get off your center? Are you going to get knocked off your rocker? Is everything going to fall to pieces in your life because you're like, I was so close and this thing rejected me. So the universe is testing your self-worth to see if your self-worth is innate, that whether it's this or something better, you're all good. And it's not a faking it. 
I'm okay, I'm unfazed, you can feel your feelings. It's that it's not going to completely derail you and you know, have you crawl back into your hole and, and be afraid to put yourself back out there because that obviously highlights that there's some more unblocking to do some more trauma work. So rejection's actually a really incredible thing because in short, it means that your manifestation is orbiting you and it's so close. And the universe is needing you to do two things, expand and also testing your self-worth, whether it's this or something better. I think what's really interesting, and I remember in an episode with Dr. Tara, she mentioned this, how as humans, we're wired for connection. We don't want to be separated from the pack. Like from a very primal state, we're so afraid of being like kicked out of the group because it, it meant in so many earlier times, death. That was survival. You know, if you were isolated and couldn't hunt or gather for yourself, you're not going to survive in the wilderness, right? So knowing that in our genetic coding, that instinct is there, but it's now taking like the hypnosis tools and the deep imaginings and doing, you know, aligned action to show yourself we're not in hunter-gatherer days. You're not going to die alone if you get rejected from this one group because there's 7 billion people in the world. And I promise you there's another group, whether it's a career, a friendship group, a relationship, a material item, there's so many more things out there for you. And it's almost like you have to have that, yes, feel your feelings, but have that pause of, I am thinking kind of closed-mindedly, like this is the only, this is the end-all be-all, it's this or nothing else. And it's almost like when we can feel through the hurt, then we can start to see and expand our horizons that if that was possible once, it's possible again. Mm -hmm. And in an even more aligned way, in a way that comes through, knowing that it's almost like the practice of rewiring our instinct that we're going to be isolated if we're rejected and empowering rejection to be almost like stepping through fear. It's like, ooh, I feel that pain of rejection. Okay, let's feel the feelings and let's keep going. You know, it's like moving forward anyways. Yeah, kind of what you're describing is it's like a trust muscle exercise that you're going to be safe. And I love that you talk about that that true wired instinctual limbic process for us because we most of us of course are privileged enough to not be in that sense of fight or flight. And then one thing that I want to touch on that you said, you said there's another group or there's another thing or there's another, you know, x y and z, but in manifestation work not only is there another, your thing is around you. <laughs> like It's around you. And because the self-worth of the thing you're calling in, you've asked for it, is so solid. It's, it's truly that next level. May it be home, relationship, career. Uh, you're just having to rise up to meet it at that. That's what, when people say the law of attraction and frequency, the self-worth of the thing that you're wanting is at this higher level than where you are. And so the universe is just giving you, it's literally feeding you, just as we talk about that the universe is your mirror, it's feeding you the expansion you need as well as testing. Has your self-worth arrived at the same frequency as the self-worth of the thing you're calling in? And the beautiful thing when you're sitting in that space of rejection, come back to this episode, because when you're in it, all of your childhood wounds are being triggered, all of your abandonment wounds and not good enoughs and not lovable and, and et cetera. 
come back to this episode because I really want you to hear this. Not only is there another group or another thing or another opportunity, your group, your th- your manifestation you've been calling in is orbiting you. You would not have this ghosting or rejection experience if it wasn't orbiting you. And the fact that you are mirrored with this experience is the universe is like, it's so close. I just need to see, A, I need you to believe to see that it's possible. And I need to see that your self-worth is in alignment with this thing that is so badly trying to connect with you. Okay. So thinking back to what do you see the difference between like, I think about home material items feels like the clearest example when I was manifesting a very specific chair and then the chair popped up and it was like close, but then it went away. And then I was like, oh, that stinks, but whatever. My trust muscle was strong, wasn't really shaken, knew it would come in the perfect timing. And then a couple months later, the exact chair that had an ottoman that had all the pieces I wanted, you know, was even cheaper than the one before. So in a way, it sort of felt like rejection is protection because I'm getting an even better thing than that first thing that presented. But then sometimes rejection as protection can kind of present as you're a little bit off course. Your ego self sort of wanted this thing And yeah, maybe you would have been happy that it came through, but this is actually better for your soul and your authenticity. What is going on there? That's a really good point to bring up for this because still the same energetics are happening with the expansion piece of this, you know, this reframe. I'm making the assumption that when this ghosting or this thing's coming through, that the universe you're so close, your self-worth is so close to this manifestation that that's like all you're needing to pass to be like, you know what, universe, this is funny. You think I'm going to trip over this? I've made it here. Like I'm not, this isn't going to trip me up. That's like even a level closer to your manifestation. However, when your ego self is leading. So for the new listener, we're like super lax at this brand, at what ego means. It doesn't mean a monk in the Himalayas that wants for nothing. Uh, We're material beings in a material plane. However, when you're leading with your ego self, you're actually leading from the programming you've experienced throughout your lifetime. That if I do this, or I get this, or I have this accomplishment, I am lovable. And then the universe is like, "Mm mm-mm. I'm only here. My only job with you as the universe is to dance with your true, whole, and worthy, authentic self. That's why this is a dance. That's why I'm mirroring you with the things that are blocks in your life that are triggers for you. Because my only job is to get you back to that whole, worthy, authentic self that you completely came onto the planet as before you had pain, chain, and programming. So it's really interesting that you bring up that topic because if you're experiencing the rejection or the ghosting, that you're getting that expansion, but it's that peace that's protecting you. And it basically the universe is just gauging how in your authentic, whole, worthy self are you now? Because if you've been at this brand for a while, then you know that is magnetism. That is when you're in a magnetic manifestation flow. If you're not there, that's okay. That's what this brand exists for. Every single tool in this brand is to get you back to that place. That's all we're ever redefining and creating. So the universe in that experience is like, 
I just need to gauge like how far are you off from from your authentic self from the thing that you're calling in to validate you externally versus the thing your true authentic soul wants and so like in your experience that I honestly think that you were experiencing a and like the universe wasn't gauging you that hard, but yeah. for a lot of people it does. And so that's another thing to look out for, right? This twofold reframe of ghosting or rejection. A, the first part of it is expansion. B, the second part could either be it's gauging to see your self-worth. Are you going to trip because you're really close to it? Or B, are you actually manifesting from your authentic self? Or is it still that you're leading from ego, i.e. programming? That's so interesting too, because I think of like some of the most painful rejections people might experience is, is in relationships. When they are the one being broken up with, that's the perfect example of rejection is protection. Because if you are getting broken up with, and I know we had a lot of people have an influx of this during this big transition period over this past summer, and probably all times in life anyways. But if you are getting broken up with, or you are getting let go from a job in a way that you're like, whoa, wait, what's going on? That sort of that redirection. Something wasn't in alignment. You weren't expressing your authenticity. Maybe you were settling in some way, shape, or form. I mean, if I look back at my previous relationships and their ending, at the time, I would do anything to be back in them. And yet, I'm so happy I had that grieving period and then moved on because I'm like, whoa, I was super settling in certain areas. My self-worth was really low. I just look back and I'm like, I was such a different person. And so it gave me the opportunity to rebuild it. What do I want? What do I care about? What lights me up? And then prepare me for the next chapter, relationship, whatever. And every job, every relationship has gotten better and better and better because I'm doing that process intentionally. I'm saying, why did this end? Where was I settling? What were the th lessons I need to learn? And wow, now I can hold the space that something even better is going to come on the other side. From a purely manifestation person who can read energetics and absolutely loves results, there's nothing I love more than those spaces <laughs> in time <laughs> when a relationship ends, when a job ends, when a housing and whatever the end of something because you're so magnetic if you navigate it correctly okay so I'll, I'll give it an example in my prior relationship to my current one I talk about it a lot great person artist really amazing but didn't want to have a family and get married and at some point at 30 I just had to really hear this and understand it and so like I had prepared grieved everything and when I finally left it was like the most magnetic time of my life. Same when I've left that job that I was so, so afraid to leave. You know, it just opens crazy doors and the universe is like, yes, I'm here. I'm right behind you. And the same thing happens too, even if you are left. You've known in the back of your mind, in your heart, that this isn't your thing, but you're holding on so tightly to it when the universe finally pushes you out of the nest, it's like, okay, let's get this energy moving. And you're just so magnetic. Similarly, 
off topic, but when you're in new love, it is like one of the most magnetic times of your life because you're in all of those pheromones and hormones and stuff that are keeping you at such a state of worthiness and deservingness and happiness, you know, not like positivity attracts, but that level of worthiness. And so I similarly love the gaps you're talking about right now because you can move energy so quickly and manifest so fast. So that's another really good way to look at that if you're in that space now or getting close to it. So you know here at TBM, we are always looking for what is the natural, clean way to approach holistic living mind, body, and soul from the inside out. And one thing recently I was having trouble with is I had high levels of stress, which was causing inflammation and my metabolism was running way slower than it used to. So I was looking for something that could really help with inflammation, fortify gut health, all of those things. And I am so excited to announce our brand new sponsor. I am obsessed with their product. It has been, oh my gosh, my saving grace for all of this, Armra Colostrum. If you haven't heard of colostrum, it is literally the first piece of nutrition that we receive when we are born. It contains all of our essential nutrients that our bodies need in order to thrive. And Armra created a proprietary blend of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that will rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel your cellular health. It strengthens your immunity, ignites your metabolism, helps with anti-inflammation, fortifies your gut health, activates hair growth, skin radiance, helps your fitness performance, helps with energy recovery. It is truly the most magical superfood ever. And Armour's Colostrum is fully sustainably sourced with colostrum from grass-fed cows at their co-op dairy farm. They only use the surplus supply of colostrum after all of the cows are fully fed, so it is really animal-friendly. And they use cold-chain biopotent technology, which helps the process of preserving the integrity of all the bioactive nutrients in the colostrum, which also removes the casein and fat. So if you have a lactose allergy, which I honestly do, I usually have to take a lactate pill anytime I have real cheese, this should not bother your stomach. Obviously test it, each case is individual, but I am someone who is gets so bloated from any dairy products out there, and this actually helps prevent against that. My inflammation and bloating specifically around my stomach and face has gone down significantly. My nails and hair have been growing like wildfire. It gives me more energy. And honestly, at times that I might be eating things that are outside the norm or maybe have a little bit more processing in them, if I take some of the armor before, it actually helps protect my gut so much better. It is like a extra line of defense. It also protects your immune system stronger than the flu vaccine. You should see the studies on this. It's absolutely insane. So highly recommend it. Check it out online. If you are interested in trying some, we have a special offer for you guys. You can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com backslash TBM. Again, that is T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash TBM and enter the code TBM, all caps, to get 15% off your first order. (music) 
So what would be when you say like, okay, if you navigate it correctly, like what would be some of those ways that for the new listener who maybe hasn't touched into the tools yet that they could start to think about how they should navigate? Because I have seen also people get fired from jobs and then they harbor resentment or they're angry or this or that and they stew in it. That magnetism portal is available to them, but they don't tap into it. So how can they do that? The rock bottom workshop. You follow everything inside of the rock bottom workshop and watch how fucking amazing (laughs) your life becomes, especially the grace piece, the piece about knowing how to be in your grace and how to not be reactive and not, and when I say reactive, it doesn't just mean, it doesn't mean not feeling your feelings. It means stepping into your royalty. It means stepping into your grace, your regalness. And that's applicable too for just everyday energetics, you know? So exactly what you're talking about, there are two ways you can navigate an experience that's disruption. May it be a disruption you're creating or someone's creating for you. And either either one of those are like, incredible opportunities for magnetism. Like I love those spaces and I, my trust muscle is so strong. I've been doing this work for so long that I know how to really navigate them accordingly. Um, But if you're new to it and you have no idea, if you truly follow the rock bottom workshop verbatim, and if you're like, ah, the grace piece, I just know I have a lot of work around that to be in my grace. The beautiful thing is that the challenge that we had, this mid-year challenge, which was the magnetism challenge, is literally just an elongated grace workshop. It's all of the tools you need to be in your grace. So if I were going into this experience or if I were in it at this moment, the very first thing I would do is hop into the rock bottom workshop. And then the piece that you're having to like massage and work with a lot is staying in that grace. And the grace doesn't mean that you don't feel your feelings and you don't have pain and you don't lie in your bed and eat ice cream and watch British shows and (laughs) do the things that I do, you know, or go on walks or, or bring your energy back in. You're, You're doing all of that, but you're navigating it from your magnetic place, like your magnetism. And so if you're like, oh, I need to massage and play with this energy. I don't know how to be in this energy. That's when you could very easily jump into that mid-year challenge, the how to be magnetic challenge. So those are the grace energetics. Something just clicked for me too, with what you said, where the grace energy, I feel like it's easier to tap into if you can have self-compassion. If you can see and it's in the magnetic self challenge, uh, in the shadow section and even the self-worth. I mean, it's kind of baked in throughout the whole thing, but this element of self-compassion and when you can look at yourself and give yourself compassion for the break, right. For the rejection, for the ghosting, for the rock bottom and say like, okay, maybe I didn't get all the things right. And I'm still learning in certain places, but I'm still okay. Like I'm still so lovable, so worthy. When you can have that for yourself, I think that opens the door to then have compassion for whatever the ending was. There's almost like phases of breakups. It's like a grief cycle, but you have the angry phase where you're like, screw that person, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, well, we had so many good memories. I want to be back together. And then you kind of go into that acceptance piece in the grief process where you're like, Some things were good. Some things weren't so good. I'm learning a lot. They did the best they could, even if it wasn't great. And now there's boundaries and there's separation. And 
I can give myself some love and them from a distance. I don't need to be connected. And now we can move on to the next chapter. But something about the grace and compassion, I feel like are close together in some way or form. Because it's almost like your hack to get into grace. Because anytime I, I don't know about you, I'm curious about you, Lacey, but whenever I felt in grace, it's almost like I can hold the both and Mm. about everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's me too. Let me tune into like when I'm in the grace energetic, when I'm in that space, I always like to bring forward like an archetype expander and I'll use one that's just pop culture, whether you love him politically, hate him politically, it's actually nothing about his politics, but I think of Obama. He is a fabulous celebrity. Like when it comes to PR and face forward, he's phenomenal. And what it is about him when I like tune into to him, his composure, his delivery, it was so non-charged, so non-reactive. And uh, like a practice I like to do when everything's coming up through that grief cycle, because that's exactly what it is. It's exactly like the David Hawkins book, Letting Go, like Mm -hmm. the trigger will come up, the emotions will come up and I'll turn my mind off and I'll feel everything through my heart. So I never suppress any feelings. Everything processes through me. Like the way I envision it is that my heart's open and it's like an ocean of things coming out. I let every wave, everything, but I don't get my head involved in it. I don't relive everything. I just allow it to process through and fully live through my body. So that's like a process that I'll do. And if my mind's racing at night about things, that's another thing I'll do. I'll just shut it off, but feel everything that's coming through. And then at some point my body catches up and it's like, wait, what? Huh? Okay, we're we're cool somatically. That's one piece of it. And then the second piece is how do I get into my regality? And I don't mean like, I'm a queen, like any of that kind of stuff, because that's all ego, right? Regality means how can I hold both at the same time? How can I be in my grace? How can I be in my royalty without ego? How can I be non-reactive in terms of reactive towards someone, reactive towards the situation? So the energetics of grace for me are that. They're, it's a lot of what you're saying, and it's also being able to stay in, in my regalness, like no matter what. That's a big piece that I like to communicate to the universe because the thing that we just have to remember is our thing is coming so much better than that thing we were in. Like you were saying, it's just so much more tailored to us and our needs and our wants. I'm going to feel the full experience. I'm going to process the full experience. I'm going to grieve the full experience, but I'm not going to let it take me underwater. If it's taking me underwater, it's actually not the experience at hand that's doing it. It's an experience from childhood or many experiences from childhood that are actually being triggered. And it's very little to do with the experience at hand, in fact. And so it's like, I've done enough inner child work and a lot of people in this community have to prime our subconscious to not get taken underwater. And if we do, that just shows we probably need some extra support. And that's where someone like Janelle is phenomenal for that because it shows that we do have some deeper digging and nurturing to do with our inner child. But I can stay above water in my grace and my regality because I know that 
an even better version of that thing is coming through. And if we take away any type of material or physical, that's all that we're doing in this lifetime anyway, right? We're just having these experiences in order to evolve our soul. And so that's where I try to stay in that space. That's that space that continues to command in that manifestation that's orbiting you. And that's often why the universe is literally pushing you out of the nest early, rock bottoming you or a version of that that feels like that earthquaking you because your manifestation is close and around you and it's needing you to catch up in order to connect with it. I think that grace energetic is so important in so many facets and even building a reference point in your mind I'm in grace. Like I feel the energy of it or, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally out of it. Just start thinking about that when you're going about your lives. Like if you face rejection, if you face ghosting, when that click or shift happens for you, having a point of, wow, okay. I can see the both end in the, this situation. I can see this person's point of view. I can see my point of view. And I don't really need to prove myself either way. I can just, it is what it is. You know, it's almost like that, that release of things. Just start clocking those moments. So when you have those really big things come up, you have like a, okay, I know what it feels like when I'm in that, that calmer, compassionate, graceful energy. Absolutely. And this can go for the small step too. It doesn't have to be the big rejection, ghosting, breakup, you know, losing the job. It's also for the day to day, like, small reactive triggers that are hitting you that actually have nothing to do with the thing at hand, the person cutting you off in traffic or the whatever on Instagram. That's inner child work. That's where that's really coming from, but also how to be in your grace with that. If I were reactive to literally anyone that was DMing me about something that, you know what I mean? Like I don't even engage because it has nothing to do with me. I'm just someone's mirror for what they get to work through. Just as when I feel reactive towards somebody in my life, they're just my my mirror. The more like you're saying, you can really build that level of trust muscle, that, that priming of your subconscious, the less reactive you become and the less shook up you get about these things as well. There are so many people out there settling for unfulfilling relationships or people who are stuck in toxic jobs, living in places and spaces that don't inspire them, and especially people who feel like they'll never be able to afford the things and the life that they truly desire. How do I know that? Because it was me before I discovered that manifestation is actually a totally viable, scientifically proven method of creating the life you want. I'm Lacey, I'm the founder of To Be Magnetic, and if you're not familiar with us, we at TBM offer workshops that teach you how to manifest literally everything from love to money to career to beyond. Our courses are the most effective manifestation method on the market, and that's because of a secret that I discovered years ago about manifestation, which is you do not manifest from your thoughts. You manifest from your subconscious beliefs. So after decades of client research and input from leading doctors and therapists, we design courses that help you rewire your subconscious mind to align with what you want to manifest. And the best part of all for any skeptic out there, our work is completely scientifically proven to work. 
just as the tens of thousands of members inside our Pathway membership, which gives you unlimited access to all of our workshops, tools, and offerings that you'll use over the course of a year. This includes workshops on inner child, shadow, boundaries, love, money, the infamous ruts, and the horrible rock bottoms, and so much more. Use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first TBM purchase. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. Okay, so last thing with the rejection piece, and this might be a little bit of a nuance, I've experienced where I'll have rejection in one sector, rejection, so to speak, but then a big manifestation comes through somewhere else. And had that rejection not happened, the timeline of events wouldn't have worked out where the manifestation could have come through. For example, the dog manifestation that came through. I initially had booked myself a staycation on the ocean to just ground in. And I was really excited to go. And then I go to check in. They'd already charged my card. And they're like, I'm sorry, like we double booked. We're actually all sold out. We don't have any rooms. There's already a couple in there. Like you can't go in. And I was like, dang. And then I kind of looked around for a little bit. The guy was really nice. He tried to find a local hotel. All of Malibu sold out. And I know this works so well at this point. So I was like, what else is coming? Yeah, like, like, what this is what I get. I'm like, this is exciting. Like, this is weird, like, that this would even be happening. So it has to show that something's coming. Yeah, so I, I was kind of like, I'm going to keep my feelers out because something else is coming through. And it just so happens that Daniel's friends were visiting from New York for a wedding out in Malibu. They had an extra room at their house. They're like, come stay with us. It would be so fun. And we're like, okay, why not? And they have two kids really young. So one's under four and one's like six months. And so we got this really beautiful expansion with them all weekend of like holding the baby. I don't hold babies that much. I know that might be a weird thing to say, but I don't have that many. I have a lot of friends that have kids, but they don't live in LA. Mm -hmm. So getting to hold the baby and play with their daughter and just having a total kids immersion weekend, there's another level of motherhood that I just it just clicked expansive wise that I was like, wow, we could do this one day. Like this is going to be a lot of work, but it's going to be, lot. yeah, <laughs> but it was really expansive. And so Daniel and I walked away from the weekend and we were like, we are definitely not ready for kids. Cause that's a lot of work, but I think we're ready for a dog. And we had been manifesting a dog the past year, but it, that was the moment where we're like, we're ready for that increased responsibility of for something or someone else. And literally the next day, because we had been able to come back to town early, we were in LA, there was a dog that had to be rehomed. It was within 24 hours, the turnover. Had we not been in LA, had we not had that expansion, we might've totally missed out. And it's the most perfect kismet checked every single box for us in terms of uh, adopted pet. So that piece of rejection from the self-care moment is actually the exact gift I needed to be like, no, Jess, you need a little bit of expansion. You're really close to your dog. Your dog's literally in LA. Come on, just like get it together. What is going on there? How can people start to piece together those rejections that lead to manifestations? Yeah. I mean, you just named it so well. So two things happened, right? Like 
it happened because you needed to be expanded. And B, how did you react when you were rejected? Chill. That's exactly what the universe, it's like such a beautiful example of why the universe is doing that. You know, anytime it's happening, it's for something like this, where you really want to check yourself as if you're someone who, who isn't able to stay chill. And again, I don't want to negate feelings because I'm sure you were pretty pissed that your card was charged. Like you were like literally checking in to get, so I'm sure you had those things, but you also were able to be like, man, my trust muscle is strong enough. This actually means that something pretty cool is about to happen. So that's what we're trying to arrive at because the universe is always working with us. It's not just trying to like punish us or bother us or, you know, make things really inconvenient. That's just never a thing. It's trying to ping us, to lead us, to dance with us, to be with us. So you just highlighted the perfect example of when you face any type of rejection or ghosting or whatever, that's what's happening. Those are the energetics of what's happening. And you were also rejected in two folds, right? So not only for this puppy, and if I remember correctly, I think Daniel was needing a little bit more expansion than you were because he was still feeling pretty overwhelmed when he was thinking about a new puppy. Yeah. He was like, we should have this and we should be in a new house. He thought we needed all these things. Yes. So that had to happen. But also on the family front, like there's a couple of things there that you guys got to see. You got to see like, oh, we can be parents one day. Like, shit, yeah, we do want to be in a different space for that, but we can do that. Like you didn't even have that, you know, so this Mm -hmm. was just like so much magic that needed to happen. And this is how manifestation works. It's so exciting. It's so beautiful. And look at like, crazy that literally the next day your puppy came through. And do you feel that this is the puppy that made communication with you as a spirit baby puppy at the Christmas party? So much. And it's so funny because there was a pet psychic there who I had a session with and we were like, okay, tell us about our future dog. How do we connect with him or her? You know, what's their energy? What do we look out for? And the things that she really clocked in that session, which I'm sure we're going to have to link her below because everyone's going to be like, I need a pet. Oh, yes, Libby. (laughs) But she was like, they're extremely playful. I see like a golden retriever or a Labrador retriever, like some kind of golden. And at the time, we kind of thought we wanted a -a Bernadoodle because we wanted some sort of poodle mix that was hypoallergenic. Daniel has allergies, all of those things. But she was like so playful and they're going to be your perfect soul match. Like it's a done deal that they're in your family. No matter what, they're going to connect with you. Like they're meant to be here and they're going to be playful and goofy and cuddly their whole life. That's just their personality. They're just like a big floppy, cute guy that just wants to hang with you. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. And so I really thought it was going to be this Bernadoodle. And it's funny because I had a feeling around July, I was like, I feel like it's going to be born in July. And there was this one Bernadoodle breed that I was like, I think this is the litter. Like, I think this is. And they ghosted us. They never got back. I have the chills. Never said anything. And then turns out this little guy was born July 2nd. And so he came at the same time, just chose a different body and came through a different avenue. And different. He was meant to be an Aussie poodle, mm-hmm. which makes makes sense that he'll be goofy or <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, playful puppy forever. Like, yeah. Like- yeah. He's, he's an Australian labradoodle mix. Oh, so he wow. has the retriever aspect of it, all of that. And the other, such a win that I didn't even think about because he had a family first and then needed to be rehomed. The first family was training him. So that was like huge. a huge 
I, we didn't have that on the list, you know, but that was like now looking back, wow, when you craft your manifestation list, it's this plus so much more, so much greater than even I can see at this moment. And that was an opportunity that we didn't even think was possible. And then to see that and have it work out so well, we're like, wow, he's already sleeping in the crate a little bit and he's already doing this and he can sit and he can, you know, wait and he's learning all these things. It's this or something greater that I think people have to really sit with that too. Because if I was like, well, it had to look like this and I would have missed my manifestation. Yeah. Like, look, at if you had been so crazy reactive and let that beach stay totally mess you up, it just, there's so many things there that shows like being in your grace. But was he also free when he was rehomed to you? It was at a heavily discounted rate. And it's funny because the cost for the Bernadoodles is like double. And Daniel's like, I, I feel like we can find one for half that price. And he was half that price being rehomed. It's pretty wild, man. The number to the T He also has Margot Robbie's birthday, which was my ultimate expander. Yes. Well, also his primal triad is like your perfect soulmate, right? Like your sun, moon, rising, his sun, moon, rising. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like that's just how manifestation works, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad we're ending on that note because that was the perfect all this talk about rejection and the different aspects of it and ghosting. And then look at like, that's how it works. That's how it works. So it's just such a beautiful manifestation story to button it all off of the exact process. Well, one thing I think is cool to highlight if you're open to Lacey, just kind of teasing on this familiar stuff oh, yeah. that you've been really yeah. talking about on Instagram And that expanded me to understand my connection with him more of what was happening. So maybe just give a little highlight shout out to that too. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the concept familiars, I've been familiar with that concept really for a long, long time because I come from obviously a long line of very gifted women. You could call us witches. And so traditionally in any type of magic practice, you have a familiar that finds you. It's a type of animal, any type of animal, and they will come and find you. And they're supposed to be by your side to help deepen your psychic gifts. They hold your space for you. They usually most often than not come through some sort of life experience so that they know how to deal with life, you know, and support you. And they are just your soul bonded connection. And so something that became relevant for me is I could really feel a familiar, another dog that was wanting to connect with me to really go into this next chapter with me. And we have three border collies and, you know, two amazing rescues from the old, old days when I was young. And the border collies, they go to work with Max every day. And so I don't really have like my familiar that's like by my feet, goes on the walks with me when I'm staying at our other homes is with me. And I could feel it wanted to be this very big energy. I was thinking a wolfhound wanted to come through. I didn't know. But then I started to be expanded by some friends in Mendocino who had great Pyrenees. And I started to go, oh, I'm so curious if that's what's trying to connect with me. But anyway, then I started to just scour the, well, it kind of happened two ways that animals would start to connect with me and I would start to scour all of the different shelters to be like, who is that that's connecting with me? Because I could just feel them all over talking to me. 
And then I came across this youth list that is very popular in Los Angeles called Dogs in Danger. And you can actually use the zip code to look anywhere that you're in. It's run by volunteers that showcase local dogs that are going to be put down. And I started to realize that there's a huge, huge crisis happening in Los Angeles for animals because of backyard breeding and also people that aren't spaying their pets, you know, which we always have known as a common problem, but the backyard breeding is like so rampant. And then a lot of people surrendering their animals post COVID. I mean, it's an epidemic that we're having here where the shelters are so full that incredible dogs in the hundreds are being put down every week. So then I started to go, oh, this is a thing. Like I'm being called when these different familiars connect with me to showcase them in my community because they're meant for them. So I think at this point I've, I've helped over 30 to 40 dogs. I have to like go back and count familiars connect with their magic workers. And each time they connect, they're like, this is my soulmate. So it's like, definitely check out my personal Instagram. I have a highlight and I I showcase them every Tuesday and then I'll give them another push on Thursday. And these are like deep soul magic workers that are here to be by their they're witches, (laughs) they're people. And so it's no exception that this puppy found you. That's a familiar, they find you. And so I have a few of them here on our property. I have our spotted donkeys, a familiar, certainly our border collie that was rehomed to us. The merled one is, is my deep familiar, but he just likes the energy of Max. Like they run four miles on the beach every day and then he goes to work with, you know, it's just not my speed. And then came pistachio. So to like button that story up when a familiar would connect with me, I was calling my tarot reader and having a session with her on everyone to be like, is this my, like, why is this dog communicating with me if it's not my familiar until I ended up finding pistachio, which is a great Pyrenees, but come to find out that's why they've been connecting with me is to be showcased by the community. So if you have been looking for your familiar, tune into my personal Instagram because I showcase them every Tuesday and it's been the coolest joy. I mean, the coolest dogs are in the shelters too, from mixes to purebred. I mean, you are seeing everything because they're so inundated with so many dogs that are getting put down. So, and cats too, and everything. It's just mostly dogs have been connecting with me. Our recent process guest, Lisa, was talking about the healing power of animals and how like having an animal, like a cat or a hamster or a guinea pig or a dog, like rest on your chest or their purr, like the vibration of their bodies in calm is so healing to our nervous system. It's like your healing buddy through the journey of things too. And like I've been saying, it's your best DI buddy. Like literally, once your little guy calms down. I know. Once he doesn't pee everywhere, then he can go on the bio mat with me. Yes, that's going to be their thing. But like even speaking of Pistachio, who came through as mine, she's a five-month-old great Pyrenees that this amazing woman, Dottie, who rescues Pyrenees, turned me on to this farm that, you know, it's very common that – Uh, ranchers when they have these livestock guardian dogs that they don't get them fixed and then they'll have litters because they need a couple more for their ranch but then they have these dogs that need you know homes and so she ended up coming through that avenue because one that was at this really high kill shelter at the same age that pistachio is now he got the 
best read from my tarot reader. And I was like, oh, this is my familiar. And, you know, my assistant was heading an hour away to go pick him up and somebody adopted because I had been featuring him. Somebody adopted Rejection him. is protection. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, oh, you know, I really believe in this process where he was only finding me to connect him with his magic worker. But Pistachio, again, had been sent to me through someone else. So I didn't stumble upon her like she had been sent through someone else. And she is very much my familiar. She's a couch potato. She's the most mellow, calmest giant I've ever met. And I love her. Yeah, it was just a really beautiful process. And same with Odie, who's my other familiar, the Border Collie, completely rehomed to us. Similar, similar experience. We had been calling in either an Aussie or a Border Collie to be, you know, a rehome. And so three weeks before I was going to give birth to Teddy, like the worst time to get a dog, we got a call from my dad and his great friends, their family friends of ours, they were like, we have to rehome this border collie because he keeps getting these huge burrs lodged into his body. And like, we're at the vet every, like, he just can't live on our property. It's going to end up killing him. And he's a merled border collie. Like he's the perfect cross between the look of an odd. And it was like, okay, you know, so we manifested him at that time. So cool. So cool. Yeah. I'm even thinking of, of our little guy, wasn't searching for him, a friend who's a projector sent through and was like, hey, I feel like this is going to be, she actually didn't even say anything. She was like, just send name in case you're interested. And then we were like, there's something about him. There's something about him, you know, and then connected. And it was funny because when we called her that night to tell her we're going to adopt him, she was like, I had this psychic vision earlier that day that you guys were going to call me with like his face on the phone and that he was your person. And Daniel had wanted to do that. And I was like, no, let's tell her like that we're going to adopt and then she can meet him. And that was Daniel's vision was to call her with the dog. In there. That's incredible. So many little things. Yeah. It's just so kismet. So yeah, these are little dog manifestation stories, but it goes to show how rejection is totally one to two, three steps right before your manifestation. I love it. Well, start thinking, guys. Next time you're rejected, next time you're ghosted, your dog, your home, your partner, your job, whatever it is, is right on the other side of this. So hold out and stay in your grace and stay open and manifestations are awaiting. Woohoo. Thank you, Lacey. Thank you so much. hope you guys enjoyed that episode and can start thinking about rejection and ghosting in a new, more empowering light after listening in. And I just wanted to add one other takeaway and nuance to this reframe around rejection. So sometimes rejection has absolutely nothing to do with us. It is just not the situation that's meant for us and we're meant to go in a different direction, fully redirecting on something that is more aligned. For example, it was not personal when my hotel was double booked. There was nothing that I really did wrong in that dynamic. I had all the follow-up emails. I don't really need to take a moment of self-inquiry or self-reflection. However, when we have moments of rejection or ghosting with another person, whether we're broken up with in a relationship or fired from a job, not from a place of self-blame, but from a place of self-empowerment and growth, it is so important to also take a look at what was my role in the ending of this dynamic. 
Were you showing up as your most magnetic, authentic version of self? Did you have inner child wounding or shadows that may be coming up? Was there any projection going on? Did you need to set better boundaries? Or perhaps did you need to honor someone else's boundaries better? Did you have clear communication? All of those are really good to know and understand. So going forward in future dynamics and future relationships, you can learn those lessons and integrate them deeper. No one is perfect. Everyone is working on something at all times. So use this gift in a, in a strange way of rejection to take that moment of pause, self-reflection, to understand that you are so worthy, whole, and lovable as you are right now, even if you are in the middle of learning some of these lessons, and that something even more aligned for you is on the other side. I hope you all have a beautiful week and we will see you next time. 